Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're gonna have a little bit more of a lighthearted episode. I know last time around, I went in pretty hard on the riots that are still happening, but today I'm, I'm just feeling much more calm about things. And we're, we're zen, we are breathing deeply, in and out. I'm pleasantly full, so not hangry at all. And we're just gonna have a nice, fun, calm time together. First off, Taylor Swift, she is giving President Trump the what for on social media. Will Swifties finally be what gets Trump out of office this November? We shall see. Then LGBT activists are strangely enough celebrating the construction of a new mosque. And finally, DC is promoting a comic featuring a new black female superhero. How modern. How diverse. Uh, so first off, Taylor Swift, if you watch this show, you'll know she has been increasingly vocal about her politics, which are, of course, very woke and very progressive, very California. Uh, recently, in light of the riots that are happening and President Trump's response to them, she posted on her Twitter feed, after stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism your entire presidency, you have the nerve to feign moral superiority before threatening violence. When the looting starts, the shooting starts, we will vote you out in November at real Donald Trump. I have a lot to say about this. Thank goodness, I guess Taylor Swift is weighing in with her political and cultural expertise at a time like this. But first, I wanna tell you all about Keeps. So Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. Happens to a lot of people. No shock since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in their families, but the way they dealt with their hair loss couldn't have been more different. Kyle kept putting off getting hair getting a hair loss treatment, losing more and more hair by the day. But Josh, on the other hand, went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products, the real deal. The generic versions saved Josh a fortune and all it took was a quick online consultation. He answered a few questions and snapped a few photos of his hair. Then a doctor evaluated everything and recommended the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for Josh. Then it was shipped discreetly to his door keeps let you save your hair without leaving your couch and to get you started i got you half off your first order huge savings there half off go to keeps.com slash lauren that's keeps.com slash lauren again keeps.com slash lauren so I want to address some things that Taylor Swift is saying about President Donald Trump, and yes, that is a sentence that I never thought I would ever be saying, but 2020 is a crazy ride. Um, so she alleges that he's been stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism his entire presidency. I know in this day and age we like to throw around those words, racism, white supremacy. I have yet to see like a clear-cut example of Trump actually doing that. And no, I'm not accepting the very fine people comment from Charlottesville, which was completely taken out of taken out of context as an example of that, nor am I accepting him continuing the Obama era policies of family separation when it comes to illegal border crossings as a white supremacy either. These are just more buzzwords we see thrown around by progressive activists all the time. And from what what I've seen of Taylor Swift talking about politics, buzzwords are really all she has to offer. If you've heard her talk about her political beliefs in interviews, it really sounds like you're listening to a, I don't know, 15 year old who's kind of just getting started watching the news. And I don't, I don't mean to be uh, offensive or dismissive. She has as much of a right to voice her opinions as anyone else does, but it's just, this is not a political expert we're talking about, right? This is a pop singer. And just because in my opinion, her music does slap, that does not make her some sort of, I don't know, 
cultural leader when it comes to what race relations should look like. Um, Another thing, she complains about racism when it comes to Donald Trump, but we never hear her or the people like her ever talk about the actual policies that help black communities, right? Uh, A lot of Republicans like to praise the fact that under the Trump presidency previously, before the whole pandemic, black unemployment was at a historic low. Same for women's unemployment, minority unemployment in general. Black entrepreneurship was at an all-time high. Uh, What is Taylor Swift doing to voice support for low black unemployment? or black business owners, right? What is she doing to support school choice, which disproportionately benefits uh, parents that are living in lower income communities, right? What is she doing to support the, I don't know, what whatever remains of black families, like two parent black households, which are disproportionately less likely to be affected by poverty than single parent households. Like when it comes to the actual difficult social issues, we don't hear Taylor Swift, we don't hear these celebrities in general speaking up at all. If she can't get a headline out of it, if she can't slam Donald Trump for it or use words like racism and white supremacy, then it's almost like activism doesn't matter to these people. And it's just, it's the most shallow, shallow version of activism you could possibly imagine. Uh, With that being said, though, other celebrities thought this was amazing. They're all for this. Here we have Alyssa Milano, of course, one of my favorite celebrity Twitter activists saying, thank you for using your voice for good. How is calling President Trump racist and white supremacist good right now, right? If anything, that's just encouraging rioting, I would think. Uh, Then Olivia Wilde, who I think she was in House and Cowboys versus Aliens. I'm sure she's been in other stuff too. But anyway, she clap hand emoji did and said, hashtag vote them out. I do want to address the idea that Trump was condoning violence when he said the looting starts, then the shooting starts. Um, there are basically two different interpretations of what he, what he meant there, and I don't think either of them is necessarily a threat. First off, if you're saying that you're going to shoot someone if they loot your store, your property, that's not a threat, right? That's self-defense. The person who's doing the looting is the one who's starting the aggression there. Uh, second, a lot of people are saying he simply meant that when looting starts, people will start shooting and that the looting will lead to increased violence, uh, in which case that is also true. It's also a fact. Uh, we've actually seen now casualties from these riots. It's not like it's just property damage that's happening. No, there have actually been deaths as of right now from these riots. Um, when it comes to people like Taylor Swift, I feel like they they don't get that the people who are rioting in the streets, you can kind of wax poetic as an ally all you want on social media, but ultimately you will never be seen as anything but an elitist and part of the outgroup right? Uh, You don't get special privilege or special pass because you spoke out against the racism. You are still a white person who, in their minds, is part of the oppression, whether the person who is talking to you is white or black, right? Because other white liberals are still going to see you as just another white person, too. Uh, This whole identity politics, white people versus black people. That's not just what these riots are about, but I think we've really seen seen that whole racial attitude be, be really heightened right now. Um, there's a disturbing video going on showing white people pretty much bowing to black people as an apology for racism, I guess. It's pretty pathetic stuff. We have a clip here. We're not shaming anybody, guys. We're just 
humbling ourselves before you. Yes, Lord. You brought the thunder and rain today, God. Because Satan takes the L today. Father, in Jesus' name, you get the victory. Father, we ask for forgiveness from our black brothers and sisters for years and years of racism. Listen. White progressives, you can virtue signal all you want, you can self-flagellate all you want, but in the end, the rioters will not spare you. Um, we have this amazing uh, series of tweets from Chris Martin Palmer, who is, of course, a white man. March 28th, he tweeted out this, burn that crap down and burn it all down in in response to a photo of a building on fire and then funnily enough just three days later he puts out this post they just attacked our sister community down the street it's a gated community and they tried to climb the gates they had to beat them back they destroyed a starbucks oh no not our starbucks and are now in front of my building get these animals the f out of my neighborhood go back to where you live as a white progressive who's probably pretty well well off financially, it's very easy to come out in support of, you know, burning down low-income minority communities, but it's a little bit of a different story when it actually happens to your neighborhood. So uh, this was, I thought this was hilarious, a lot of people calling him out for this. Chris Martin has since kind of apologized and said, oh, I used the wrong words, it was tense, I don't support destruction of property. Um, but I, I think it's just kind of representative of the attitude a lot of these elitists have. And I, I have no doubt that if these rioters were to show up at Taylor Swift's gated mansion, community complex, whatever it is, that she would be less than impressed and probably be pretty fast to call her private security if it happened, heaven forbid. Okay, so next up, one LGBT forum is actually welcoming a new mosque to its neighborhood, which I think really illustrates the double standard progressives have toward Christianity and Islam, right? Um, first, though, I want to tell you all about Bambi and help you with some maybe HR troubles you've been having. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. On average, they can cost around $70,000 a year. But Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small businesses, okay? You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all starting at just $99 per month. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you maintain and manage your employees day-to-day, -day, all starting again at just $99 a month. Month-to-month, -month, no hidden fees. You can cancel any time. So let Bambi help you and get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. Again, that's Bambi.com slash Chen, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot -E com slash Chen. So we have this article from Pink News, which one when I read the headline, I wasn't surprised, but it, it is just a confusing situation that we see so often where there's this almost unholy alliance between LGBT activists and Muslims or Islam in general, even though Islam really isn't too fond of the LGBT community. But I want to read this here. So a British LGBT community forum welcomed plans on Thursday, May 28th for a mosque and community center in the heart of London's gay district, despite seething pushback. 
The Aziz Foundation, a charity that offers educational grants and scholarships to Muslims, has applied to Westminster City Council for permission to convert a basement and ground floor of a building into a mosque and recreation space. I have no problem with mosques opening wherever they want to, provided they, of course, get the proper permission, which it sounds like these people are doing, and I don't know anything particular about the Aziz Foundation. I did try to research it a little. I didn't see much pop up, though, so I can't really speak to whether they're preaching anything especially extreme, but let's just assume that they are kind of your average uh, Muslims, right? They, they're not extremists or violent or anything, but they still hold to a lot of the tenets that are found in the Quran. If you think Christianity is homophobic, if you think Christianity is misogynistic, let me introduce you to Islam. And I'm not saying that to denigrate Islam. I've, I've actually had people on the right say I'm too friendly to Islam because I recognize that all Abrahamic religions, although they definitely have their differences, have a lot of commonalities as well. Um, there's this weird assumption that progressives have or like this weird dissonance where they they see that Muslim people are large, largely non-white. So they see it as like an oppressed religion and, you know, a lot of right-wing Christians don't like Islam. So they feel like they need to like Islam. But these people don't understand that Islam is not really an ally to LGBT populations. Uh, we're gonna read more though here. White nationalists have vehemently opposed the move, cramming complaints into Westminster Council, but the LGBT plus community has also been divided. Some queer groups have raised concerns about the addition of a place of worship into a neighborhood known for its bustling nightlife, while others welcomed the move, saying it is keeping the tradition of Soho as a district of tolerance. Notice here that um, this this article is from Pink News, which is like an LGBT news site. They don't at all anywhere in this article mention that there might be some issues with a mosque opening up in a gay district, right? And even here, they say queer groups have raised concerns about a place of worship in, in an area for nightlife. Even when they're addressing the, the pushback from the LGBT community, they're not at all talking about, hey, some people are maybe worried that you might be bringing in anti-gay sentiment into a gay community. It's, it's like these progressives really don't want at all to talk about the fact that, yeah, maybe there is a problem here. And we actually saw not too long ago, um, Jeff Goldblum got in trouble for asking, I think, like a Muslim drag queen or something, just whether she thought there was any issues with being a woman and a drag queen while being a uh, Muslim. He, I don't think he even alleged that there would be. He just asked about it and still progressives wanted to cancel him for it. And I love how they're just saying, oh, yeah, white nationalists are the ones who oppose to this. It's like, really? So if, if I'm a if I'm an LGBT member and I'm like, hey, I don't know about this. I might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, being all out maybe with my same sex partner. If there's a mosque right there, does that make me a white nationalist? I, I sometimes forget the rules. They say the Westminster LGBT Forum has pledged its support to the Aziz Foundation. Group leaders wrote in a press release, Soho has a proud and historic tradition of accepting and welcoming people of all kinds from all over the world, and its communities are open-minded and tolerant of all religions. The article does finish off saying the Soho community campaign stressed that objections to the building of the mosque on 19 Rupert Street must not come from a place of racism. It's funny that they're so keen to open their arms to the Muslim community in an effort to show how, 
I don't know, welcoming of maybe migrants or changing demographics or just religions that aren't Christianity. We don't see a lot of reciprocation from the Muslim community itself toward the LGBT community, though. And actually, uh, we've talked before about how crazy off the walls sex education is in Britain regarding LGBT issues. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> discussing drag queens, bringing them into schools for like five and six year olds, among other things, some of the only parents or not only parents, but some of the only communities to have an organized opposition to that kind of kind of thing have been Muslim communities, right? So don't like, I don't know. I think we need to talk more about how there's this like very one way attempt to be tolerant here. Will there be more of a conversation about this going forward because of this mosque being in a gay, in a gay area? Will tensions come to head? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I have some some social media posts here that I just wanted to read to illustrate the glaring double standard that exists among the left for Christianity versus Islam. The Salvation Army is a charity that helps everybody, literally everybody, uh, regardless of your gender identity, sexual orientation, religion, whatever. Uh, it's been attacked by progressives for believing that marriage is between a man and a woman. And guess what? Go up to the, ma the mosque, ask, ask them what they think marriage is you're not gonna like the answer. Here we have Dr. Adrian Harrop saying, the Salvation Army is an institution which has homophobia and transphobia running deep into its foundations. Do not give them money ever. Every every penny dropped into one of their buckets helps to fund an organization which condemned a homeless trans woman to freeze to death. By the way, that story is 100% absolutely false. It's been debunked many times. Progressives love to, to talk about it though, but yeah, you can't even donate to Christian charities more anymore because they believe marriage is between a man and a woman, even if they do help gay people. Just for having that belief, you can't help them. Another person says, restaurants supporting hatred, racism, kids in cages, destroying healthcare, more shooting deaths, and continued idiocy. To boycott, they say, of course, in and out Chick-fil-A, uh, and a bunch of other restaurants you need you need to choose either it's it's not okay to support charities that believe marriage is between a man and a woman or islam is great and they're welcomed everywhere to to build mosques you can't have it both ways and it's just extremely hypocritical to try to pretend like you can all right, though, finally, it's no secret that the comic book industry is woke. It's actually very, very woke. And we saw not too long ago, Marvel was trying to introduce, I mean, they did, just didn't go over well, uh, the new warriors, including Safe Space and Snowflake two of my new favorite characters. Well, not to be outdone now, DC Comics is coming out with a new comic all about a strong black independent su superhero who don't need no man. And I know some of you are probably saying, well, just because it centers on a black female superhero, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be woke. Uh, trust me, based on the interview that, that we have here uh, with one of its creators, it is woke, unfortunately. Before we get into it though, I wanna save you guys some money. Uh, we're all looking for ways to save money, especially now, but when was the last time you looked at how much you're spending every month on homeowner's insurance? or car, car insurance. Now's the time to check out Gabby and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have. So what Gabby does is it takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, places like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you already have. 
Gabby customers save an average of $825 per year. And if it turns out that you're already getting the best deal for your coverage, you can you can rest easy knowing that you did a great job shopping around. So Gabby will never sell your info and it's totally free to check your rate and there's no obligation. Take two minutes right now to see how much you can save on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash Lauren. That's G-A-B-I.com slash Lauren. Again, Gabby.com slash Lauren. So I am someone who I really don't care what race a character in a comic book, in a movie, series, whatever it is, book might be. What's more important to me is that I relate to the character on a character level, right? I want them to be interesting, funny, brave, complex. I want them to have a a journey of development over the story, whatever it is. Uh, There are people, though, who in response to that, that say, no, no, it really is important to me that they are the right skin color right gender, right orientation, and all that. Uh, Those people are going to love this news. This is from the Mary Sue, which of course is, uh, I guess, the woke answer to comic book and kind of sci-fi entertainment news. They say, despite her 1973 debut, the DC character of Nubia, the long-lost twin sister of Wonder Woman, is still not as well-known and is often dismissed as just being the Black Wonder Woman. Now, writer L.L. McKinney and illustrator Robin Smith are teaming up with DC Entertainment to give Nubia her own story in Nubia Real One. The writer says, I first became aware of the character Nubia during some exploration to find other Black female superheroes besides Storm, Vixen, and Bumblebee. Created by Robert Kaniger and Don Heck before Crisis, Nubia was written as the other child that Hip- uh, I'm not sure what that name is, had formed from clay, one dark and one light, which yes, would never fly, but if she was written in the 1970s, that may may explain why, you know, one dark clay sister, one light clay sister actually was permitted. Uh, so this is an, an excerpt from an interview with the, uh, the creator. It says, can you be a hero if society doesn't see you as a person? We can already, it's, it's already woke. I'm already turned off from reading this. She says, Nubia has always been a little bit different. As a baby, she showcased Amazonian strength by pushing over a tree to rescue her neighbor's cat. But despite Nubia's similar abilities, the world has no problem telling her that she's no Wonder Woman. Ah, just being held back because she's black. We have some intersectionality going on here because, you know, like, sure, Wonder Woman's a woman, but she's still white, so not nearly as oppressed as this this black Wonder Woman would be. Says, and even if she was, they wouldn't want her. Every time she comes to the rescue, she's reminded of how people see her as a threat. Her moms do their best to keep her safe. Multiple moms, very progressive. But Nubia can't deny the fire within her, even if she's a little awkward about it sometimes, even if it means people assume the worst. Okay, there's this this such a prominent victimhood narrative in all of these like SJW stories. It really is just sickening. I can't imagine a more toxic attitude than to believe the world is always out to get you and is just dismissive of you no matter what you do. I think if you're a parent, that's one of the worst attitudes you can raise your child with to believe that everyone's against them, that they can't do whatever they want because people will try to tear them down. That That is how you get these adults with the hugest chips on their shoulders you've ever seen and how you get people rioting in the streets because they think that they live in a systemically oppressive country. Goodness. And this is the writer of the Mary Sue article speaking here. What makes me extra excited about this new biographic novel is that no one can say she's a new character being added in for diversity points, which is always a crappy argument anyway. That's not a crappy... A character should not exist solely for diversity points, 
right? That's terrible. And the ironic thing is that by having all of these stories focusing on, like with the Marvel safe space snowflake thing, when you always have diverse quote, diverse characters hand in hand with these woke social justice storylines, you're kind of subconsciously training people to dislike diverse characters because they think as soon as they see them, like, oh, goodness, this is going to be some preachy BS, right? That's not what you want to do. That's not how you build acceptance. The way that you let people see that people who don't look like them or who don't believe the exact same things as them or people who like different gender or whatever, the way that you humanize and cultivate acceptance for those groups is by showing their humanity, by showing their commonalities, right? Um, showing that a black woman has the same struggles and the same feelings as a white man. That's how you build bridges, by letting white men see themselves in this black woman's journey. That That's how you, you showcase our common humanity. All these writers want to do, though, is like seed division and dissent and just, I don't know, point out to the rest of the world how, how badly they're treated or they assume they're treated. And it's just, it's the most unproductive thing a, a, an artist can possibly do if what they actually want is to, I don't know, heighten equality, which I don't really think it is. I think it's to heighten racial tensions, actually, in which case they're ironically doing a good job. Uh, never mind that the art style just looks bad in this. We have some images from that article of what panels are going to look like. This just doesn't look good. This just is looking at this. I would never guess that this is a DC comic. It, it looks like some random indie, maybe high schooler drew this. And it was a similar thing with the, the new, the new warriors from Marvel. Like it just, it doesn't look good. I don't know why bad storylines are now coming hand in hand with bad artwork, but it looks like that's what's happening. Um, I don't think anyone is asking for this comic. I will be surprised if it makes any money. I actually don't understand how these comic book uh, publishers can keep putting out this woke crap, which I'm assuming nobody is buying. But you know what? Um, it's their bottom line. Ultimately, they can print whatever they want. As always, I would love to know what you folks think about this. Will you be buying Nubia Real Story or whatever? Oh, sorry, Nubia Real One. Is it going to be on your bookshelf when it's released? Uh, let me know. And I guess that's all we have to say for now. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, I will see you next time.